sign who's Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Let me start by just thanking you for uh, talking with the Spectrum community today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And can you talk a little bit about um, what your day job is and um, how you're kind of involved with um, caring for people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, um, I am a emergency trauma nurse, um, I guess by day, right? Uh, yeah. So I've, I've done ER trauma nursing for five years now. Um, and, and apart from uh, the nursing side of things, I also do, uh, I'm a singer songwriter. Um, so it's kind of a mix between the two. I love this uh, um, combination. And, um, you know, I want to talk about um, how you think about both of those roles in your life, because I think a lot of folks in our audience um, both have a, or have a variety of, of professional and creative pursuits. And so would you mind just talking broadly about um, how you, I wouldn't say, I, maybe you'd use the word balance. I always think of tension, um, how you yeah. live in those worlds. Um, I think tension is a good word. Um, and I think uh, I, for, I'd first say I never really had an in intention of living in those two worlds. Uh, for me, my initial goal was to make music or singer songwriter, um, that side of things, my, my full time gig. Um, so that was, that was my initial goal going into things. And, and this was, this was in 2011, 2012. And so as I was focusing in on, on, um, on kind of making that happen for myself, I, I, faith was, faith kind of played this big role at that point on, on leading my steps or, or directing where I was going to go. And, um, at the same time, I kind of had this, what's my purpose with all of this? I'm, I have a talent for music. I have all of this, but what's my stage for? And that kind of got me asking the questions of, um, if, if I wasn't doing the music thing, what would I be doing? And, and, and that decision of kind of stepping away from music or stepping away from, from the, how I was doing it before led me into healthcare. And so the, I can't really take any credit for, um, the balancing act of the two, but, but after a while, I kind of, I think it revealed itself that they both actually had a, a purpose together. That's great. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about your um, kind of history as a singer-songwriter in the Bay Area? Um, how did you um, kind of move into that world? And then um, how did you end up where you are now? Yeah. Um, so initially, after I graduated, I went to uh, PEC, Pacific Union College, um, and I studied business. Um, but closer to the end of my time at PUC, I, I got into this artist development deal in San Francisco. And so my goal after graduating was kind of find a way to move to San Francisco. 
and pursue music professionally. And so I had an opportunity to, um, to kind of be a mentee of a successful real estate developer. And that kind of gave me the, the reason to move there. And then once I got out there, I started doing uh, open mics anywhere I could really perform. And, um, and as that continued, that gave me an opportunity to, to headline my first show at Yoshi San Francisco, which was a pretty big uh, venue. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so that we, we sold that show out and, that was kind of the beginning of of me thinking in my head like maybe this could maybe this can go somewhere and um and so from there i kind of we established a production team um i started i started uh working with musicians who had who had done quite a bit of work in the music industry and that started opening doors for me and through all of that i ended up recording my first pop soul album with a Grammy nominated team. And uh, ultimately through that process ended up getting um, national international tour funding and kind of just the, the dream, I guess, quote unquote, that, that I had set out to accomplish. I saw, I saw it as a, a reality or maybe I can do this thing. Um, at the same time, Throughout that process, uh, after I moved away from PC to the city, um, probably around a year or two after that, I really started um, focusing in my relationship on uh, my relationship with God. And it's interesting how it happened because it kind of came out of this place where I was no longer around my friends who were, you know, my Christian Adventist friends. I was no longer around those comfort zones I had. And so I really had to ask myself questions like, well, what do, where do you stand? What do you believe? Like, who are you going to be in this, in the vast world of things now that you don't just get the benefit of the doubt? Um, and that kind of, that kind of sent me into getting to know God for myself. Like, and it was a very practical, it was for practical reasons. Like, you know, how do I, how am I going to carry myself? What do I choose to do? What do I choose not to do? And, Ultimately, that road and the road of music kind of created a fork for me. And I didn't see them as, as like, uh, I didn't see the tightrope as something I could walk. It just felt like the fork kept getting wider. Mm. And, and ultimately, that led to me kind of having no peace about the direction that I was going. Um, I remember particularly it was uh, this night, September 26, 2011. And it was the night before this big show the next day. And it literally just kind of felt like peace had been removed from me. And and it felt like I could look into my own future. And I was standing on stages. I got awards. And the first question I asked myself was, then what? Like, what what else is there? I got what I was looking for, but, but what next? And I also kind of saw myself, you know, years in the future and, and, and I asked myself, how did I get here? How did I become this person? And it was such a strong response that night that I knew that in 15 years, if I ended up in that place, my brain would come back to September 26, 2011 and be like, I already knew where I was going. <laughs> um, and so when I saw that kind of clear picture of things, that night is pretty much the night I decided, hey, you know, if, if I don't have peace about this, you know, if, if if this is where I'm going, then then I can't get there and know I already knew, and so I'm choosing a different path. And 
and that was kind of the night that I I kind of prayed and told God like okay this is, I'm gonna do the show the next day and then and then I'm gonna kind of choose another like follow the path you're leading me down and I at that point I had no idea what that meant or looked like and I didn't have a plan B mapped out but that that decision um, and choosing to kind of walk away from music opened the door to to me really asking questions of um, what's my p- purpose or what am I going to walk into? And I really wrestled with God during that, that season um, after quitting music because I, I needed an answer from him. And, and the, the answer that kind of came back was nursing kept answering all of these things that I was asking, which was, I want my hands to be directly connected to the mission and not saying anything's wrong with, you know, contributing money to the mission or, or you, there's a lot of ways you can contribute to mission. But at that point for me, I needed something that just kind of tangibly connected my hands to the purpose and, and it, nursing kind of kept coming up, which was crazy to me because nursing was probably the last thing that I would have considered before that, um, before that season. And so that's kind of how I ended up back in nursing school. Can you talk a little bit um, about journeys? I love how you're describing this kind of spiritual journey, this point that you uh, arrived at and, and, and kind of putting you in the direction that you are now. Uh, and I want to come back and maybe talk a little bit about how healthcare, healing, caring for people in a hands-on way shows up in your music. But before that, mm-hmm. do you mind just talking a little bit about your family's journey? You really have one of those classic American uh, dream uh, stories. And a little bit of that, I think, uh, would be, uh, I think, a nice kind of uh, uh, prologue to understand how you you follow dreams so uh, vividly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, my parents, um, have a fascinating story. Uh, and they were, both of my parents were born in rural Ethiopia, um, as shepherds and farmers. Um, so, um, my dad at, at age seven was, was, uh, was a shepherd. And when he got old enough, to plow with oxen, he turned into a farmer. Um, and the life was pretty much subsistence farming. Like, you know, you know, your life course, you, you farm, you're a shepherd, you farm, you, and you pretty much work to eat and, and to live. Um, and, but something, something kind of deep down inside planted the seed in my dad. I'm not quite sure how it how it got there but he really wanted to get an education so so when he was when he was uh young i believe nine or ten he he wanted to go to school so he told his mom he was going to run away from home and if she was looking for him she wouldn't be able to find him and he ended up at a a preschool he actually went like with these merchants they took him over there he enrolled in this preschool and Ultimately, his dad came and found him. He didn't go far enough from home. And he came back and he had to work on the farm. And I think at that point, his dream of education was shot. But um, at 16, he, at 15, 16, he got an eye accident. Um, while walking through the forest, someone pulled a branch and it hit him in the eye. And he had to go to a mission hospital, which happened to be an Adventist mission compound. Um, and it had a school, a church, um, and, a, and a hospital there. 
And so as he went there for treatment for his eye, um, he was, he was, he looked outside and he saw these kids going to school. Um, and, and so he told his parents that his treatment was going to take quite a while and ultimately ended up enrolling himself into first grade, um, at age 15 and a half, 16, um, and, and kind of never looked back from there, um, and got, got an education, went through, was sponsored by a missionary, um, who was actually from Loma Linda in the Loma Linda area and ended up with three master's degrees and an honorary PhD. And, uh, my mom's same kind of story, powerful story of how she was led. And then they ended up in, in Napa Valley and I was born in Napa Valley. Um, and so it's just a, I think just as far as journey goes, I was kind of born into this, this thing where, where I think maybe just inherently purpose was pretty extremely important to me because of almost what I was born into, right? Like it wasn't, as, as I reflected on that growing up, it was, for everything that got them there and for everything that just allowed me to be born into the situation I was born into, um, it was pretty evident that God had a purpose for what he had given me. Yeah. And so finding that, finding that purpose, um, I think led a lot of, a lot of, uh, my decision-making. That's great. Um, uh, such a powerful story and it has clearly, um, means a lot to you. Um, would you mind just talking about, you know, how now you um, kind of think about your the the craft of writing um, and 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 how that how you kind of draw on your own experiences? Yeah. Um, so I think I, I always say, um, as a songwriter, you you write out of the depth of experience. So in order to write, you either have to experience something or you have to, you know, maybe walk in the experience of someone else and internalize that. Um, but really as a songwriter, you're writing out of the depth of experience. So, um, as I, as I kind of stepped away from music and went into healthcare, um, and nursing in particular, it, it was such a, a shock to the system, right? Like I was, I was in this, this, I was a songwriter kind of just writing songs and living, but, but I had never really experienced um, the realities of, of healthcare or the realities of nursing, um, especially in like an emergency environment, which is you're dealing with life and death. You're dealing with pain and suffering. You're, you're intimately in the room as, as the decision to, to, um, to stop to, to in, extubate a patient and to allow them to pass is made by a family and you're the other person in the room. I mean, those are kind of experiences that you just never really think you'll be a part of. Yeah. Um, and so as a writer or a songwriter, I mean, it, it, those experiences just put your mind into it. It almost is like a, a fire hydrant and writing becomes the way of, of filtering through all of the stuff that wants to come out from mm. that. Um, and so as I started, as I quit music, I really thought music was over and I was going into nursing as kind of my, my alternate ending, my plan B. And I had walked, I had shed the layer of music. 
um, as I got into nursing and I started working in the emergency department, um, I started writing music again as a response to, to what I was experiencing. Um, and not necessarily trying to do it more as a response to, to what I was doing. Um, and so writing almost became my processor through, through the emergency um, department and through the experiences that I was experiencing. Hmm. Take us up to today. Now you're, um, I'd love for you to kind of talk about how the, um, COVID-19 pandemic has affected you both as a emergency room nurse, uh, emergency department, and as uh, someone who is um, a working musician with, you know, goals of, you know, live performances and, and audiences and, and, and um, kind of touching people through your music as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so I think when I, um, I'll just rewind a little to catch up to that point, but when I, when I quit music in 2012, um, I was kind of separating from, I had built up music as the thing that I saw that if I could do it well, I would, I would have value. I I would be, I could, I could be a somebody. I saw these musicians and, and how the world respected music. And it's like, man, if you do that well, um, you can really do something with this thing and you can really be somebody. And so that's kind of what I connected myself to. And that's what I was walking away from when God kind of separated me from uh, music the first time around. And so it was kind of a value exchange. Follow where I'm leading you um, and trade this thing you've built up as your value. And I'll be your value and I'll give you your purpose. Um, and that was kind of how it all started. So I went back into nursing with with a very different mentality than I had had before. And so um, so as I worked in the emergency department and I started writing music again, um, I quickly kind of came up with this new project, this this new album. Um, and it was it was titled Love Is All. And a lot of it a lot of it was written from the experiences of of um, the emergency department and of, of patient encounters. Um, I wrote one of the songs after I had my first patient pass away in the emergency department. And it was kind of, how do you grapple with life and death? How do you, how do you, um, how do you remain hopeful in those kind of situations? And what I came down to was love remains in every, in everything that I've seen, love remains. You can't blot it out. And I've seen so many things in the emergency department that would test that, um, but love still remains. And so I shared that part to kind of bring it, bring me up to present, which is um, a few years ago, I actually finished the album, but it never really was time. I never felt it was time to release it. And then um, at the beginning of this year, actually January 24th, um, I released uh, me and my team. We released the album uh, love is all. And we actually had a tour planned uh, for the next few months after that. Um, and, and, uh, in a week in, in March, I believe it was that same week where everything was getting canceled, March 14th, I believe. Um, but around that time, literally like phone call after phone call and the whole tour was canceled, everything was canceled. Um, and so partly there was disappointment. There was, 
like everything that I, I had walked away from and, and kind of given back had come back together and then it was canceled again. Um, but this time around, I was honestly at, at peace with it. And I didn't quite understand why I was at peace. I had to search that part out. And, um, and as things started, you know, continuing down that road, um, after things got canceled, I really started asking, like, why am I at peace with it and what can I do now? And, and I actually started sharing the story, um, of how I got here. And I, and I started working in the emergency department, um, more during it, during that time. But what I realized was, um, the purpose of the music was more meant for the season that we're in than just to go out on tour. Sure. And so I started finding the purpose of the music in the season that the whole world was in. And I, and the way I said it before was it felt like the whole world had kind of gotten thrown into an emergency department. And the experiences that I had as an emergency nurse prepared me to speak into everything that was going on. Um, as an emergency nurse, um, I, I've, there was definitely, you go through the gamut of emotions, I would say, because I had kind of prepped to go on tour. I was per diem in the emergency department. Then when all of the music got canceled, you look, you look to the, your other option and you're like, okay, go into the emergency department and face this invisible virus that has stirred up so much fear and anxiety around the entire globe. And you're on the front line of that. Um, and so I definitely had to process through as an, as an emergency nurse, just my own fear, my own, um, everything that comes with stepping into the front line of, of, of taking care of that. Um, but I, but I, I'd say there was peace in that aspect as well, just to the degree of, you know, how can you be a blessing? And so, um, so there's been a lot of changes, I'd say, with, with this COVID situation, with both music and nursing. Um, but it almost feels like a, a realization of what I've been prepared for more than a veering away from something I was prepared for. Well, I love your perspective on that. Um, as a final question, um, on your album, Love Is All, is there a particular song that you think that someone who's interested in listening to your music should start with as they're kind of contemplating the meaning of of life and death these days? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think I would start with, I, I would say Love Is All is, is is probably um, one of the songs I would I would lean towards. Um, I know it's always it, difficult. It, it, it's like picking your, yeah. your favorite child, but <laughs> that's what everyone says. Man. That's what everyone says, um, and it is hard because there's different. There's so many different reasons behind the songs. I say "Love Is All" has a, just a very special meaning because I think it gets underneath the surface of of um, of what's important and why love is all. Um, but I, I think the message of, I, I, I'd say three songs, um, uh, if that's, if I can, if I can do that, but sure. love is all, is, love is all would be a big one for me. Love remains, um, would be the second one that would come directly to mind because for me, 
the spirit of that song is I, I, I was looking at somebody who had lost their life in front of me. And I had to come to terms with, like, did love just get completely blotted out? Did hope just get completely removed? Or does it remain? And I think as the, for the gospel, if there's anything in this world that can completely blot out love or hope, um, there's a huge problem. Um, and so I, I, I was really wrestling with that as I wrote that song. And what I realized in that moment was it, it was a perspective thing. Love never gets blotted out. Hope never gets blotted out. And in all of those painful situations that I've seen and, and seen people experience and experience, it was still there. And so that became my foundational statement to say like I've seen all of these things and I've seen that love hope peace remain and I think going through these kind of things it's it's kind of the same question on a macro scale like does hope still remain does love still remain does does faith still remain and absolutely 100% it remains through these things um, and nothing is big enough to blot it out not COVID not anything else and so that I think is an important one. And, and I think the third one I would say is, uh, won't give up and, um, and won't give up is the idea that when, when you run completely out of your own strength, um, God's love kicks in and won't give up on you. And so it's this, it's this powerful reminder that everybody comes to the end of their ability to do something, their strength, uh, you, you, you lose the strength. But in those moments, like God's love doesn't give up on you. And so you have this, and, and I think that's the good news of the gospel, in my opinion, is, is that God's love won't give up on you, even if you don't have the strength to hold on yourself. And because of that, you don't give up on yourself. And it's, it's kind of leaning into the love that God has for you that allows you not to give up on yourself. And I think those three kind of messages would be, um, the most relevant to to the season that we're in, I, I believe. Well, we need peace, love, and hope now more than ever. So thank you so much for talking with me today. And I wish you the best as you uh, uh, serve uh, humans through uh, your healing uh, work and uh, your uh, music. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Love is always patient And love is always kind Love is always hoping For the better part of life And love is always searching Trying to show the blind the way The truth of life is waiting Will the people ever say Love is all, love is all we need And love is never boasting and never full of pride Love will always listen and will lead you to the light Love will never break down, it will make you to the end. See, love, he laid his life down.
Cause he called us all his friends He is Love is all Love is all Love is all Something, see, love he has a name, and Jesus know you're listening, and I'm also glad you came and showed us love is all, love is all. Hello. 